My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, as was mentioned in the prayer today, indeed, we firmly believe that we have received the blessings of our loving Abba, Yahuwah, our God, and his son, our Mashiach, Yahushua, when we partook of our share of the Passover meal. This means that we have been empowered by means of the Holy Spirit to carry out the work of Yahushua here on earth, which ties in perfectly with the reason and purpose of why Yahushua taught his Beatitudes in the Sermon of the Mount in the first place. You see, it had an objective. It had and it leads to what we are required to do after adopting and living out the Beatitudes or the attitudes of Yahushua that we must incorporate in our life. So what is that? What is Yahushua's instruction after teaching his Beatitudes? Let's begin our studies here in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. So what did Yahushua HaMashiach teach us after teaching us the Beatitudes? He instructed us to be salt of the earth. How can we become salt of the earth? By living out the Beatitudes taught to us by Yahushua HaMashiach. So the Beatitudes produces an effect in our life. We become transformed. We become salt of the earth. And so to be salt of the earth is good for the earth. Hence, we need to fulfill this objective in our calling as the assembly of Yahushua. But what does that mean, to be salt of the earth? Well, what is one of the primary purposes of salt in the first place? Let's read the book of 2 Kings. 2, 19 and 22. Some men from Jericho went to Elisha, he's a prophet, and said, as you know, sir, this is a fine city, but the water is bad and causes miscarriages. But some salt, put some salt in a new bowl and bring it to me, he ordered. They brought it to him and he went to the spring, threw the salt in the water and said, this is what Yahuwah says. I make this water pure, and it will not cause any more deaths or miscarriages. And that water has been pure ever since, just as Elisha said it would be. So what is one of the primary purposes of salt? Salt purifies. Salt fights or prevents decay. How was this demonstrated? There is an instance or the prophet Elisha gives an instruction to purify the water in a city. What was Elisha's instruction? To throw salt into the water. Yahuwah says, I make this water pure and it will not cause any more deaths or miscarriages. And so we can see in this demonstration, one of the primary uses of salt is to act as a preservative. This was more so the case during the days of ancient times. You know why? Because back then, there were no refrigerators. Nowadays, if we want to preserve meat, what do we do? We put it inside the fridge. They did not have those comforts back then. 
So to preserve the meat, what did they apply? They applied salt because salt fought against decay and deterioration. So salt was added to the meat. But why would salt be needed for the earth? Why did Yahusha, our king, say that we are the salt of the earth? Well, what is the condition of the earth? In fact, what is the condition of all creation? Let's read the book of Romans, chapter 8, 21 to 22, that creation itself would one day be set free from its slavery to decay and would share the glorious freedom of the children of God. For we know that up to the present time, all of creation groans with pain like the pain of childbirth. What is the present condition of the earth? In fact, what is the condition of all creation? The Bible says it has become slaves to decay. This is why if we observe the processes of nature, what do we observe for ourselves? We see things decay, right? Healthy people become sick. Young people become old. People eventually die. This is true for individuals. It's even true for civilization. Civilizations will rise, but they also fall. All of creation goes through the process of decay. As a matter of fact, this has become one of the primary scientific and physical laws of creation. All things go towards death. All things eventually and slowly decay. And so what does the Apostle Paul say? He says, all of creation groans with pain like the pain of childbirth. Have you ever noticed if you go outside, maybe go camping and you listen to the birds, perhaps, you listen to the trees, you go near the ocean and listen to the sound of the whales and the dolphins. You notice there's a sound of nature and it's pretty melancholy. It produces a, an effect of sadness. It is as though all of creation groans in pain. This is because all creation ever since its conception is st steadily but surely is becoming worse and worse. It is decaying. Why is that? What is the root cause behind the decay of creation itself? Let's read Isaiah 24, 4 to 6, 19 to 20. The earth dries up and withers. The whole world grows weak. Both earth and sky decay. The people have defiled the earth by breaking God's laws and by violating the covenant he made to last forever. So God has pronounced a curse on the earth. Its people are paying for what they have done. Fewer and fewer remain alive. The earth will crack and shatter and split open. The earth itself will stagger like a drunk, sway like a hut in the storm. The world is weighed down by its sins. It will collapse and never rise again. According to the prophet Isaiah, what is the cause? What is behind the decay of all creation? It is the problem of sin. Because people have defiled the earth by breaking the commandments and laws of our almighty 
Yahuwah God. Because of this, what has God decreed upon the earth? It is under the curse of God. Do you know when all that started? Way back when, during the days of Adam and Eve, in the garden of Eden, because of the sin of Adam and Eve, what did God do? God pronounced death. He introduced decay and death. And so ever since then, creation has been subject to the process of decay. This is why the problem of humanity is not evolution, because that's not true. What we really see taking place in all of creation is not evolution. What we see is what? Devolution, right? We started out really great, but it kept falling and falling, decaying and decaying ever since. This is because of sin. And what will happen the closer we get to its final end? We get to see things becoming worse and worse. This is why we're not surprised in this age when we see the progress in technology and science. Nevertheless, what do we also see? We also see the decay of nature, right? What's happening to our climate? What's happening to the pandemic? What's happening to the condition of the earth and even the sky? It is decaying. What? Where is it headed to? The Bible says the world is weighed down by its sins. It will collapse and never rise again. This is the sad state of our present reality. Not only that, how else does decay manifest itself in creation? Let's read the book of Romans. 128 to 32, because those people refuse to keep in mind the true knowledge about God, he has given them over to corrupted minds so that they do the things that they should not do. They are filled with all kinds of wickedness, evil, greed, and vice. They are full of jealousy, murder, fighting, deceit, and malice. They gossip and speak evil of one another. They are hateful to God, insolent, proud and boastful. They think of more ways to do evil. They disobey their parents. They have no conscience. They do not keep their promises. And they show no kindness or pity for others. They know that God's law says that people who live in this way deserve death. Yet, not only do they continue to do these very things, but they even approve of others who do them. How else? Is the decay of creation manifested, especially during these last days? Not only do we see the decay of natural processes, we also see moral decay because of the spread of wickedness. Isn't this true? I mean, nowadays, when we look at what's happening in the classrooms, for example, we see and hear news of terrible and wicked things happening amongst the youth. These things are happening amongst the youth were unheard of just 30 years ago. We can see the rapid decline in morality. Why is this happening? The Bible says because people have been given over to corrupted minds. This is why when we speak about IQ, Yes, people are getting smarter. 
They know algebra and calculus. They know how to compute radicals and all that good stuff. They know how to talk about scientific things and processes or what's happening to the wickedness, what's happening to our society. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. As a matter of fact, the things that people should be ashamed of, not only do they practice it nowadays, they even approve those who practice them. Why is this happening? Why have people become slaves of corrupted minds? Apostle Paul says, because they refuse to keep in mind the true knowledge about God. And so we can see the root cause behind the decay of the earth is because people have rejected God and the word of our loving father, Yahuwah Abba. Hence, the solution is to bring to the people the word of God. This is how they will be set free from the bondage of sin and death and decay. This is why, what does Yahushua want from us? We who have been taught his teachings and the way of his life. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. What does Yahushua want us to do? Because we know all of creation has been subject to decay. Yahushua wants us to be salt of the earth. How can we again be salt of the earth? By fulfilling the Beatitudes, by carrying out the ways and principles taught to us by Yahushua, our king. And what is the warning of Yahushua for those who have received his teachings? He said, we should not lose our saltiness. Did you get that? Because the Bible says, if we are salt of the earth, but we lose our saltiness, then how can we be salt of the earth? Bible says we're good for nothing except to be thrown out and trampled by men. In other words, we must not throw away the opportunity we have to be influential, to influence the world. We have to use our saltiness. We cannot lose our saltiness. Well, how can we lose our saltiness, rendering us ineffective in influencing the world for the better? Let's read the book of Romans. Chapter 12, verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How can we preserve our saltiness so that we can be the instruments of Yahushua to bring change upon the people of the world? Bible says, do not copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Why? Because the prince of this world is who? It's the devil. The principles, the ideas set forth, the behaviors and customs that have been established. The architect and author of these things is the devil, and he wants us to be taken away from God. And so for us to remain salty, we must not copy the behavior and the customs of this world that is against the will of Yahuwah, our God. What instead must we copy 
and follow not the ways of the world, but the ways of who? Yahusha, our king. When we do that, we let God transform us. Let him change you. Because unless we let Yahuwah God change and transform us, we will not be able to change the world. It is our duty to transform the world. But it begins with us being transformed first by Yahuwah our God. This is why Yahusha said, you are salt of the earth. But how can we be salt of the earth if we are just like the people of the world? You see, we must not let the world influence us. We have to influence the world. Even if we are small. Even if we are but a minority. Why? Because when you look at salt, how much salt do you need to purify water? You just need a what? A pinch, right? And this is why, although we are small, let us use our influence through our knowledge of the words and commandments of Yahuwah our God that we can change the world. But this will not happen if we will just stay amongst ourselves. Just like what has been said before, what good and purpose of salt will be? What is the purpose of salt if it will remain in the salt shaker? right? If we keep ourselves amongst ourselves, if we don't go out there and be engaged, we become salt and we become effective as salt of the earth if we go out there and be engaged, like what one said, out of the salt shaker and into the world, right? We have to step out there. We need to be engaged as salt of the earth. Well, how do we do that? How can we be engaged as salt of the earth so that there will be people who will be set free from the bondage of sin and death and decay. Let's read what it says in the book of Colossians, chapter 4, 5 to 6. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. How can we? be fully engaged as salt of the earth to make an impact, to make a difference in our society. Bible says we have to be wise in the way we act towards outsiders. Why? Because that's an opportunity. An opportunity for what? An opportunity to bring people to who? To Yahushua, right? We have to be wise, not unwise. And how can we be wise when we behave and act and outsiders are able to see what we do. Bible says, be careful with your conversation. It should be filled with grace and seasoned with soul. In other words, our speech ought to be attractive. Our speech ought to bring grace. Our speech ought to bring repentance and grant favor and strength among those who hear our speech nowadays, when you post something on Facebook, you're interacting not only with the person you're speaking directly to, right? The whole world is watching, right? The outsiders are watching. And so what do we need to do? We need to be wise. Even if we are using words 
to point out certain truths. We have to be careful. Has to be seasoned with grace, seasoned with salt, not hurtful, but one that shows grace to the hearers. This is why, brothers and sisters, we must never ever use words that mock. We must never ever use words that put people down. Do you understand what we're trying to say? Especially when we attach the name of Yahuwah, when we attach the name of Yahusha, and then our conclusion is we're putting someone down. We're mocking someone. And then people who are outsiders, people who are watching, reading our posts maybe, what are they going to think? Wow, these people who call themselves Assembly of Yahusha, that's how they act? That's how they mock? That's the kind of speech they have? What are we doing? We're closing the door on the opportunity to introduce to them what they need to hear. This is why, brothers and sisters, we have to be wise in our speech. It has to be seasoned with grace, full of grace, so for the benefit of those who listen and read what we have to say. So what do we need to introduce? What must we include so that we can be instruments that will help people be set free from the bondage of sin, death, and decay. Let's read the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, 3 to 5. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and walk and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. How can we make the most of every opportunity and be fully engaged as salt of the earth so that when we interact with different people throughout the world, we introduce them to that which will be able to set them free from bondage of death and decay. Bible says we need to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. You see the difference there? They need to know the truth about their situation, what they need to hear. What do people need to hear? The good news. That's why Apostle Paul says, tell others about the good news. What is the warning of Apostle Paul? During the last days, people will not be interested in knowing the truth, right? What will they be interested in? They are interested in listening to people who will teach them what they want to hear, what their itching ears want them to hear. They don't want it. They don't want the truth, but we have to give them the truth. But you know, for us to lead them to an acceptance of the good news, the truth about salvation, what do we need to explain to them first? I think it would be well to tell them the bad news, right? Because before anyone can appreciate the good news, they, they need to first know the bad news. Do you know what the bad news is? Because the Bible says we share with people the good news, but it seems like they don't want to hear the good news. You know why? Because they don't understand the bad news. Well, what's the bad news? All human beings are guilty of sin. Because of sin, human beings are destined for what? Wrath. The wrath of God. That's the bad news. All it takes is one sin for us to be qualified to be recipients of the wrath of God. That's the news of reality. And we can see 
the effect of sin throughout the world, the decline of morality, the conditions of the physical uh, reality where we live in. We can see everything is declining. Everything is decaying. That's the bad news. What's the good news? There's a way by which we can be free. What is that? By being baptized into the body of Yahushua to be one with him so that through him we can receive the righteousness of our loving Abba, Yahuwah our God. We need to share that truth. And this is what we promised when we partook of our share in Yahushua's Passover, right? We're going to tell people that people need Yahushua. They need to be with him so that they can be set free from the problem of death and decay. This is how we can be engaged as salt of the earth. What else must we do though? Yes, we want to bring people to Yahushua, but what also must we do for us to be engaged and effective as salt of the earth? Let's read the book of Timothy, chapter 2, 1 to 4. I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. How else can we be effective and engaged as salt of the earth? Bible says, as people of God, we need to offer requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving for everyone. And this is why one of the prayers that we need to make are prayers wherein we, we pray an intercessory type prayer, praying for all people, especially those who are in authority. What is the Bible speaking about when they say those who are in authority, those who work for the government, right? The president, it doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter if he's Democrat or Republican. If he's in the position of authority, what do we need to do? We need to pray for him. We need to pray for her. We need to pray for the people of the world. The Bible says pray for everyone. Why? Because the world needs prayer. Why? So that we can have the opportunity to be able to share the word of God. Look at what's happening to the world. It's falling apart. It's collapsing. It's decaying. What we need is to pray. For those who have the power to make decisions, perhaps the decision they make, the discovery that they make will give us more opportunity to share the good news that people need to hear. Why must we seek this opportunity? Because God himself wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So let's pray. Do not ever underestimate the power of prayer. When we pray, for example, those in authority, do not underestimate the power of prayer. What's the proof? That the power of prayer is effective. Let's read the book of Amos, chapter 7, 1 down to 3. This is written, the sovereign Yahuwah showed me a vision. I saw him preparing to send a vast swarm of locusts over the land. This was after the king's share had been harvested from the fields and as the main crop was coming up. In my vision, the locusts ate every green plant in sight. Then I said, O sovereign Yahuwah, please forgive us 
or we will not survive for Israel is so small. So Yahuwah, take note. So Yahuwah relented from this plan. I will not do it, he said. What proves the power of intercessory prayer? This instance where Amos received a vision about what Yahuwah God wanted to do, right? What was Yahuwah preparing to do? To send a swarm of locusts over the land of Judah. To do what? To destroy the crops. The locusts will eat all the crops. That would devastate the entire nation. And so what did Amos do? He went to Yahuwah and he prayed to Yahuwah. What did he say to Yahuwah God? He said, Yahuwah, O sovereign Yahuwah, please forgive us or we will not survive. For Israel is so small. What was the response of Yahuwah our God to this prayer? The Bible says, Yahuwah relented and he said, I will not do it. You know, when you read the Holy Bible, we find so many instances where Yahuwah God gives warning of his intent to pour out his wrath in judgment. He is looking for someone to stand in the gap and become salt so that he would change his mind and relent. He's always looking for salt. Amos was the salt during that time. During our time, brethren, when we can see the wrath of God unfolding, we can be the salt of the earth by means of our prayers and supplications. Let us ask Yahuwah our God to give us more opportunity to teach and to preach the truth so that many more can be embraced by salvation. We can be salt by sharing the truth of the word of God. We can be salt by praying to Yahuwah God to be merciful that we can have that opportunity to make an impact upon this world. But you know, who should be? Who should be the very first ones that we are able to influence as salt of the earth? Yes, we are salt of the earth. But where should we also be salt in? Let's read the book of Corinthians 7, 13 or 14. And if a Christian woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. For the Christian wife brings holiness to her marriage. The Christian husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children would not be holy. But now they are holy. Bible says we must be salt of the earth. But first and foremost, where should we be salt in? Our own home, right? If Yahushua wants us to influence the world, he wants us first to influence our own households. This is why Apostle Paul says, if you have a spouse who is not a believer, stay with that person. Why? Because your holiness influences the unbelieving spouse. Your holiness influences your children. In other words, we must be salt of the earth by influencing the people we are closest with. Yes, we should be salt wherever we work, the school we go to, the neighborhood we live in. But especially, brethren, let us be salt of the earth in the place where we live. 
that the people that we love, our spouse, our children, our parents, our siblings, they will be the first ones who will be impacted by the influence we have as followers, disciples of Yahusha. Especially now, we know the world is about to end. It cannot last that much longer. Look at what's happening. Just like what the Bible says, it's being weighed down by its sins. It's going to fall, never to rise again. It's going to happen soon. And so we need to pray. We need to share. We need to be a good example before our loved ones. And if we can, let us pray to Yahuwah, our God, that he will remember our loved ones. What can we ask from Yahuwah, especially now that the end is near? Let's read the final passage of our studies today, the book of Psalms 42, 4 and 11. My heart breaks when I remember the past. When I went with the crowds to the house of God, led them as they walked along a happy crowd, singing and shouting praises to God. Why am I so sad? Why am I so troubled? I will put my hope in God. Once again, I will praise him, my Savior, and my God. What can we ask, Yahuwah, our God, in our personal prayers, our congregational prayers? What can we beseech of our loving Abba, especially now when the end is so clear, so near? Why not ask Yahuwah God to bring back those days of the past when we were together with the people we loved? And we would go to the house of God. And we were a happy crowd. We were singing and shouting praise to God. Perhaps some of us remember those days. When we had a great multitude. Like-minded people having the same faith. We would worship together. And afterwards fellowship together. And when we think about what we had in the past. Our heart breaks. Just like what is mentioned here in the Holy Bible. And so when you think about what, what was before, what we used to have, our heart begins to break and we say to ourselves, why am I so sad? Why am I so troubled? And for some, that is what they're feeling now, especially those who, have, who were rejected, those who were left and their spouse left them maybe. The people that they love rejected them. Their own family rejected them. There are even some who are by themselves. And they remember what they used to have in the past. Brothers and sisters, Yahuwah, God knows what is happening. And so what must we do when we feel overwhelmed with sadness, overwhelmed with trouble? Let us place our hope in God and praise him. Because Yahuwah, God is not yet finished with his work. He will continue and he will show his kindness to his people. We need to believe that. We need to trust in Yahuwah God. But as we trust in Yahuwah God, let us be his instruments. Let us be salt of the earth. Let us be that influence for good. Let us be that influence that will bring people to Yahushua. That's the purpose of salt. To make people thirsty for Yahushua. So that they can be with Yahuwah. If we are able to do that. Because of what we do and what we say and what we pray, then we, we will be able to say, I have done my best as salt of the earth. And these are the people that I have led to Yahushua. Yahushua is the purpose, the purpose 
of why we're doing this. Bring people to him, and he will bring the people to Yahuwah, our God. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, yes, Lord. indeed, you are almighty. Yes, Father. Yahuwah, our God, Amen. the creator of all things. Amen. You unfold your purposes and plans. Yes, no Lord. one can thwart you. Yes. We observe what is happening now. Amen. The moral decay. Yes. The collapsing of all societies. Yes. The pandemic ravaging so many. Yes. Bringing pain and suffering in many households. Amen. Yet, Father, we know that amidst this decline, this decay of society, yes, is hope that we have. Yes. Because you have given us your truth. That will set us free. Amen. Thank you, Father, for teaching us your ways. Yes. Thank you, though we are small, yes. insignificant by the world standards. Nevertheless, what we have is so precious. Yes. Just like salt is precious, yes. your words are precious. Yes. Yes. We are your instruments. So help us to be engaged, help yes. us to be influential. Yes. Especially when we interact with the people that we love, yes. especially members of our own family. Amen. Sometimes we are not watchful with our words. Yes. Teach us to be mindful always yes. because we know that people are observing and what they long to hear. Our speech seasoned with salt, yes. with grace. Help us, Father, to be able to do that, yes. to prepare their hearts. To receive the message of the good news. Amen. Help us, Father, to be compassionate. Yes. To be filled with love. Yes. Even amongst our enemies. Yes. Even those who persecute and ridicule us. Amen. Help us to show love and concern. Yes. When they feel pain, may we also feel that pain. Yes. And may we lead them to true joy by leading them to your beloved son. Amen. Yahushua, when we partook of our ship. Yes. And when we remembered what you have done, yes. we want to bring as many people as we can to you. Yes. Oh, you change people's lives. Yes. That's what we can do. We can bring them to you. Yes. The truth is, we are nobody, yes. but you are the king of kings. Yes. If we can be instruments, even to just one person, yes. that they will choose to go to you yes then we can say at least for that person we have become salt yes help us help us to magnify our influence yes by being like you in every way Amen. work in and through our life yes help us always yes. to do our best to declare the purpose of your death and suffering yes. that many more may be embraced by salvation Amen. loving abba Indeed, we remember the days of the past yes. when we were together with our family, yes. with the people we loved, yes. our close friends. Yes. We remember those days when we assembled together, a crowd of happy people. Yes. We remember singing songs and hymns that yes. we dedicated to you. We remember living out our lives, yes. worshiping together. Amen. How we long for those days. Amen. Father, help us that we may witness that again yes. before the end comes. Yes. May you 
fulfill your purpose. Yes. We place our trust in you. Yes. And so as we wait for you to do what must happen, yes. teach us to be as effective and as engaged as salt of the earth. Amen. Thank you, Father, for listening to us, yes. for blessing us with many opportunities. Yes to be able to bring people to you. Amen. Bless, Father, those who are in positions of authority. Yes, Bless the doctors and nurses, yes, the Lord. scientists and the people working hard. Yes, Father. Father, please, if your wrath will be unmitigated, yes, it will be too late for all. Yes. We ask you, loving Abba, please, somehow, some way, relent even just a little bit yes, that many will realize that you are giving us all an opportunity yes, to repent and to return to you yes. and to receive your promised salvation. Amen. Father, we believe that you have listened to our petitions for yes, we ask and beg everything loving Abba, the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.